0: You are now listening to the Solemn Attention Podcast. To get into this conversation, I want to kind of start off uh, this this conversation with a statistic. Um, as you all know, this podcast is focused on. Millennials and providing millennials with content to help us grow and develop and to share different perspectives that shift our mindsets. And so, a statistic that I want to open this up is that uh, currently 22% of the population in the United States are millennials. But it's projected that within the next 10 to 15 years, 80% of millennials will be parents. And currently about one in five of mothers in America are current millennials. And so because of that, I'm excited to have with me Mr. Richard Capriola, who is the author of this fantastic book that focuses on adolescent substance abuse. I'm excited to get into this conversation because I feel like that he's got some great insight to share whether you're a current parent or if you're an aspiring parent, uh, uh, I think that he has uh, some great content to inspire us all, and I look forward to this conversation. So, Mister Richard, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Solomon. Thank you so much for inviting me to your program. Uh, it's it's a it's 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 great to be here with you to talk about this topic.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, so before we get into your book, so tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, yeah. uh, just anything that you might want to share.
1: Well, I'm originally from Illinois. I was born and raised in Illinois, went to school in Illinois at Western Illinois University and the University of Illinois, uh, worked in education for a long time, transitioned over into mental health, uh, relocated to Texas when I took a job with Menninger Clinic, which is a large psychiatric hospital in Houston, Texas. And I worked there for over a decade, uh, treating both adolescents and adults that were diagnosed with mental health as well as substance abuse issues. After I I, I left Menninger, I set about to write this book, uh, The Addicted Child, A Parent's Guide to Adolescent Substance Abuse. And, And Solomon, I wrote the book because so many times I would sit across from a family and I would go through their child's history of using a substance, what drugs they'd been using, how early they started, how often they were using and when I finished, the parents would look across at me and they would say things like, I had no idea this was going on. Or if they did suspect their child was using a substance, they would say, I knew something was going on, but I didn't know it was this bad. And, 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 and these are good parents, Solomon. These are very good parents doing the best job that they can. Yeah. They missed the warning signs because nobody told them what to look for. Hmm. So I wanted to put together a a short book, it only runs about 100 pages, because parents are busy, they don't have time to read volumes of information on this. Uh, But I wanted to pack it with a lot of useful information that hopefully after they read it, they feel more confident, you know, knowledge is power. So they feel more confident that that if they have to face this issue, or if they're raising young children or thinking about having children, they know what to look for. They, they 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 have the information they feel better informed about this topic
0: so that was my goal Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so let's get into that. And and you make a great point in terms of, you know, where, where millennials might be on this. So tell us a little bit what what's in this, book. what's the makeup? What, what are some of the highlights, some of maybe your favorite chapters?
1: Well, there's, there's a, there's a brief overview of what streaks, street drugs are out there. So the parents are aware they know about alcohol, they know about marijuana, but they might not know about some of these other drugs that kids have access to. Uh, There's a chapter that helps, helps people understand how these drugs work in the brain, Mm -hmm. how they work in the adolescent brain. And the message in that chapter is that the adolescent brain is in the process of maturing and developing. It doesn't get fully mature until around age 24 or 25. So it's absolutely critical that that we do everything we can to protect our children's brains. Uh, There's a chapter that goes through uh, what type of assessment should you get done if you think your child is using a substance? What are the tests? What are assessments. Um, There's a chapter that talks about Um, what's a good treatment program? What types of treatment are out there? What's the full range of treatment? And how do you know what a good treatment program looks like? And what kinds of questions should you ask a potential provider? Um, uh, And then there is a section that is on what we call process addictions. These are behavioral type addictions like eating disorders and self-injury, which can often accompany a child using a substance. So I put the warning signs in so the parents would know what. What are the warning signs for a child that might be developing an eating disorder? What are the warning signs for a child that might be self-injuring themselves? Uh, So so there's an entire chapter devoted on that. And then there is a a chapter on resources so that if parents want even more information, uh, they have a a chapter that gives them resources that they can turn to.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. And so so talking to, to our current parents who are out there, you know, you, you talked about in your book that there is a chapter that, that, that provides some signs. Yeah. And you talked about how, uh, typically, uh, parents are unaware or, or they did not know that it was at the, at the level that it is. And so what are yeah. some of the signs that, that parents can be looking for, um, to see, to identify that child has this issue?
1: Well, in my book I have warning signs for alcohol abuse. Mm. I have different warning signs for a child that might be using marijuana. I have warning signs for a child that might be developing an eating disorder or self harming themselves. So those are all different warning signs. But, but usually, uh, w- what I recommend to parents as a general rule is pay attention to the changes that you see in your child. You know your child better than anyone. So pay attention to the changes that you see. Don't assume that the behavioral changes that you're seeing is just normal adolescent acting out behaviors. They may very well be that, but they may also be an indication that there's something else underneath the surface. So what are some examples? A child whose grades are beginning to decline, Mm. a child who gets into disciplinary problems at school, Uh, a a child who used to enjoy uh, uh, playing sports, no longer wants to engage or enjoy playing sports, Uh, a child who used to openly introduce you to their friends now becomes very secretive of who their friends are. So those are some examples of changes. Now, if these changes sort of come and go fairly quickly, uh, it's probably not too concerning, but if they linger on, and then you begin to see more and more changes, then it might be time to, to take a deeper look and get some assessments done. So as a parent, you have you have the information that you need uh, to make decisions on what the next step should be. So pay attention to those changes that you see in your child.
0: Yeah, and so from your experience doing this work, uh, have you ever had to help coach or, or walk through or, or just some thoughts you might wanna share who, 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 who parents who experience guilt.
1: That is a very, very common emotion that I see in parents. After they discover their child's been using a substance, and and uh, and, and maybe they just maybe they find out that you know there's an underlying mental health issue because for some kids, not all kids, but for some kids, when we dig below the surface and we look beyond the drugs or the alcohol, we discover that there's an underlying mental health issue that that child has been using a substance to medicate. It might be anxiety or depression or trauma. Um, For example, uh, many of the young men and women that I worked with at Menninger Clinic who were smoking marijuana multiple times a day, when I asked them to help me understand why they were smoking so much marijuana, then the number one answer that came back was it helps me with my anxiety. So some kids, not all, but some kids, there might be an underlying psychological reason that that child is using a substance. And and if so, that's important to discover and treat as well. Um, uh, So parents just need to know that that that's an issue. And when they discover these issues, then many times they start to feel angry. They start to feel guilty. They begin to ask questions like, how did I miss the warning signs? Why didn't I know that this was going on? Why didn't I catch this earlier? What kind of a parent am I? So they go on this guilt trip. um, When in reality, you know, kids are very clever. They know how to fly under the radar. And parents didn't know about the warning signs because, like I said earlier, nobody told them. But but nevertheless, these parents do have these feelings of remorse and guilt. And, 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 And that brings up the issue that parents need help, too. It's not just the kid that's going through this and using this substance, but the entire family is affected by a child who's using a substance. And parents need help, too.
0: Wow. And, and so, in, in the spirit of that, let, let's shift to talk about perhaps millennial pa- millennials who are maybe listening that are newly married, or maybe they're still single, but they know they have a desire to build a family one day, yeah. right? You talk about uh, uh, parents need help too, but while I don't think that you can correct me, you know where the prevention is, but but for for individuals, what are some things that that, that we should begin to at least think about? uh uh you know in, in this space uh if we're just considering having children or maybe support that we might need to give for ourselves or just some just some strategies that you would want to give to some interested or new parents?
1: Yeah, that's an excellent question, Solomon, because, uh, you know, if, if you're planning on having a family, you're just recently married, you anticipate that somewhere down the road, you want to start a family. Now is the time to become knowledgeable about this entire issue of adolescent substance abuse. The earlier you can learn what's in my book, the earlier you can learn the basics, the the earlier you will be able to begin to work with your child to insulate them from getting captured by alcohol and drugs, so you're never—it's never too early to learn the basics. It's never too early to learn how drugs work in the adolescent brain. It's never too early to learn about what's out there or what types of assessments, if needed, are out there. Because the more knowledge you have as a prospective parent, the more secure you're going to feel that you're going to be able to raise your child and do the best job that you you can to inoculate and insulate them from uh, being involved in drugs. Now, every child child is vulnerable to be getting uh, captured by drugs. There is no totally protected child. Doesn't matter where you live urban, rural, suburban, doesn't matter what your level of income, Uh, it it doesn't matter what school you're going to send your child to, every child is vulnerable to being captured by drugs. So the earlier you can become an informed parent, then the the more you're going to feel confident that that you can handle this issue and begin at an early age to inoculate your child and help keep them away from substances. So it's, it's never too early to begin. Um, and, and, and if you're planning on having a family, I would say, take some time to learn this stuff. It's, it's not complicated. It's not complex. It won't take you long. You can read my book in an hour and walk away thinking you've got the basics, not mm-hmm. adolescence. Uh, and marijuana is legal for, yeah. for, for adults in some states. Right. Um, but my point is, there's a big difference between an adult and an adolescent when it comes to using a substance. Um, and, and that big difference is, again, brain development. Yeah. You know, it's different for an adult whose brain is fully developed, fully mature to be smoking marijuana than it is for an adolescent whose brain is very vulnerable and is, and is developing to smoke marijuana again, back to the kids, back to the teenagers that I worked with at Menninger Clinic, they were smoking a lot of marijuana. When the psychological and the neuropsychological tests came back on those kids, what I saw was the processing speed of their brain was below average, their short-term memory was impaired and their motivation was reduced. So what appears to be okay for adults may not be okay for an adolescent whose brain is developing.
0: Wow, wow, very, very interesting perspective. So uh, tell us where we can find where, we, where can we find these book? I know there are so many listeners going to be interested in learning more about this topic, uh, no matter what whether you are a current parent or, or a prospective parent. How can we connect with you? How can we find your book? And, and then also what other programs or, 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 or coaching or what do you have coming up that, that you want us to know on the Saltiontion podcast.
1: Well, first of all, on the book, I I would encourage everyone who's interested to go to the book's website, which is helptheaddictedchild.com www.helptheaddictedchild.com. You'll be able to read about the book. You'll be able to read about the parent workbook. You can read a sample chapter. There's a link that will take you to Amazon where you can buy the book either as a Kindle version or as a paperback version. I would encourage people to buy it as a paperback, especially if they're thinking about starting a family, because you can keep it as a resource on your bookshelf. But it is available as a Kindle as well as a paperback. I also have just posted on that website three blog articles that may be of interest to to your listeners. One is the recent research that has come out on how the pandemic has affected teenage substance abuse. So you want to be able to read that. In a nutshell, what it says is the pandemic, uh, that teen substance abuse declined during the pandemic, but mental health issues increased. So there's a there's a blog article that talks about uh, how the pandemic reduced teen substance abuse. There's another one that talks about uh, how prior to the pandemic, there was an alarming increase in mental health issues among adolescents, and what's going on with adolescent mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can also read those two blog articles if you go to the website. And if you're interested in buying the book, it's only about 100 pages, it's not going to take you long to read it. Uh, There's a link that'll take you to Amazon and you
0: can purchase the book as a Kindle or as a paperback. Absolutely. Well, this is a fantastic conversation. I've certainly learned a lot and I know that our listeners have as well. Thank you very much uh, for coming on a solid Mention podcast. We definitely appreciate your time.
1: Solomon, thank you so much for inviting me and for participating in the discussion. I hope that with the discussion that you and I have had tonight uh, will be very helpful and informative to people who are thinking about having kids and for those who already
0: have some. Absolutely.